This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who has probably also had some issues with his friends when it came to women, Ryan Nelson. Well, you have no idea. <laughs> uh, Justin, the Ted Lasso Universe lied to us. It's not the hope that kills you. It's the Cat Stevens song, Father right. and Son. That's right. That's definitely what will kill you. That's It will bring you to your knees, to say the least. So. Yes. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the second half of the final season of Ted Lasso. Uh, we're picking up where we left off uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, so if you want to see what we thought about the first half, you can go catch out, check those episodes out as well. But if you are a new or regular and would like more access to the show, you can visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level and when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you want ad free access to podcast any level of being a patreon supporter will get to the show ad free doesn't matter how low or how high you support us at you will get the show ad free on the patreon app so just go find us over there and we would love to have your support if you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, you can write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. We've got a new one this week, so we appreciate whoever that was that left us a, a new rating on on Apple. Uh, so, like I said, we appreciate those. You don't even have to write a review. If you just want to leave a rating, that helps us out a lot as well there, too. If you would like to interact with the show in other ways, you can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear any thoughts, any questions, any comments you might have. We would love to hear all those things. Uh, any suggestions you might want to uh, send our way about things we might want to cover. We would love to hear all those. So just go to mainattractionpod at gmail.com and send us your email whenever you like. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So, we are covering, like I said, the last half of Ted Lasso. We're, we're tracking back to it. Uh, we do this every week, so real quick, your your general thoughts on the parts of Ted Lasso that we have watched, but we have not yet covered. What were you thinking? So, I'm going to specifically talk about the finale. Uh, there are times when you watch a series finale, and you question so much about the show, right. and you start to question so much more, and you're like, was this show any good? Right. Like, what happened? Hello, True Blood fans. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about. And then sometimes the finale nails it, and there's so many good callbacks. It makes you feel good about where the characters are, and you and they leave you with just moments that are just tug at the heartstrings and you're happy right you'll even forgive that they hire michael rapaport to play somebody from the florida swamp in season four (laughs) hello justified fans Uh, and i think ted lasso finale will be more towards the latter i think you will forgive all the insane stuff they did especially the first half of the season right but they tied it up well but i gotta say man I watched season one after 
I started watching season one on Friday, mm-hmm. and boy, it really opened my eyes how bad season three was. Really? Yeah, I haven't gone it, back and watched season one. Yeah. yeah, season one is a perfect, perfect episode of TV. There's so many callbacks to the finale that are from season one, even a lot from the pilot episode. Right. That I was like, man, I'm glad I watched this because I wouldn't miss them. But, you know, I, I applaud Jason Sudeikis and the other creators. They tried to do so much, and they lost focus from season one. Right. There were so many storylines that they started and stopped. Yeah. Serious moments that I'm like, why did we even go here? We never came back to right. them. Yeah. Uh, but, like, they nailed the finale for the most part. There's one thing I didn't like. But, like, for the, I think they just tried to do too much in season two and three. And they got away from the lasso of it all yeah. in season one. Well, what they did is, I think they, they discovered after season one, is they had a great cast of characters. They had some mm-hmm. wonderful characters on the screen brett goldstein as uh roy kent is just fantastic uh all time character do you know what's juno's last juno name? temple juno temple who they just kind of like remembered right before they they started filming because they were having a hard time uh casting keely uh yeah. and ted and excuse me jason sudeikis just happened to remember her and they bring her on kind of last minute and she's just fantastic as keely phenomenal uh you've got coach beard uh you've got uh, Jamie Tart, you've got all the members of the team. Yeah. Uh, you've got Trent Cram. You've got all these wonderful characters, and they. I think what they realize is like you know we need to do something with all these characters. Is this because this show? It's like the, the, what they say at the end because like when Ted leaves his little comment for Trent Cram about his book, and it's called yeah. the, the the Ted Lasso way. He's like change the title because it was never really. It was never just about me. They the show was called Ted Lasso. But it was never really just about Ted Lasso. But it needed to be more yeah. about Ted Lasso than it was at the end. Uh, yeah, definitely. Because that was kind of where it, that's where it suffered from. Uh, look, there's a lot to nitpick and there's a lot to tear apart on this on this television show. There's uh, you mentioned there's a number of storylines that they start and they never revisit and they never come back yeah. to. Uh, but when we get to the end of this thing and we start talking about you know what does it mean to me personally. I will always have this as one of my favorite shows. I don't care how bad some of the bad decisions of the season two and season three. It, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't because I still every Wednesday I was still looking so forward to watching Ted Lasso. I was, it was one of the things I could not yeah. wait just because there's not enough of this in television. There's not enough shows that just want to make you feel good. I mean, yeah. And most shows today thrive on the awfulness of human beings on just Mm -hmm. how terrible people are and just how terrible we are to each other. And this show doesn't do that. This show says, you know what? Humans are, 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 you know, we can be good people. We really can be. And it's so easy to forget that. And it so focuses on kindness and how you should treat each other. And just the fact that he gets a American football coach gets thrown into a soccer, an English soccer team as their head coach, never having done it, and just the vile way which he is uh, received initially, and just the way that he just breaks yeah. people down with his kindness, and it just carries through to the end. Like I said, this show will always be one of my favorites. It, 
is it the most technically sound? Is it the best in terms of like plot development? No, not even close. But it's still just one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, I'm with you. I I really looked forward to uh, looking looking forward to it every week. I, I I think that was the third time I've watched season one. I watched season one. I can't tell you. I probably will not watch season two and three again. Right. I probably will just stop because I'm gonna tell you when you watch season one again, you're just like that is that is perfection. Right. They nailed it. I think again. I think they really tried to take on too many serious subjects. Right. You know, in season two and three, and they just this is a half hour comedy. Supposed to be a half hour comedy, right, like, uh, and like you know, we got away from that. Uh, like we just we just did too much, and then they lost. Like Keeley becomes a terrible, not her fault character in season three. I don't know what they were doing with her. Right. I mean, they just like when you watch season one again, she was awesome. She oh, yeah. was so breath of fresh air and one of the things you know what i think i'm going to say this now i think the biggest legacy of the show will be all these great actors that they have introduced to people that yeah. i think will have a lasting impact we will be seeing heading hannah waddingham who is a phenomenal mm-hmm. talent we're going to be seeing her for a long time yes i think you know, so like I said brett goldstein to jamo like there are people on here that they have introduced to us that we love now we will see them in other stuff right including some spinoffs some calling it now we can talk about that later yes. uh that like that will make you happy to see so i, I appreciate them for that oh nick muhammad too yeah nick God, fantastic. what a talent yeah. what a talent yeah uh so let's just kind of get into you a little bit more specifically yeah. Uh, before we talk about the finale specifically, uh, highlights and lowlights from the episodes, I guess starting with the Amsterdam episode up until uh, the uh, penultimate episode, what were your favorite parts or your least favorite parts? The best of the Amsterdam episode or all of them? Uh, just all of them, yeah. The best was the Jamie Roy stuff. Not until the finale. Yeah. The bike ride? In Amsterdam? I yeah, was, fantastic. Yes, absolutely crying i was laughing so hard yeah it was awesome i mean it was so good it was (laughs) the fact that roy kent of all people can't ride a bike it's just it's just funny and then Then the the realization like when he's going through he's like the the realization when he's like realizes you know not doing this is probably uh, a slap in the face to the memory of my grandfather even because i never did it like (laughs) oh crap i i probably should have still gone on with it but yeah it was fantastic Yeah. yeah Uh, the worst, I'm going to call it the, the PSA about the privacy it's in, in the, like consent by a soccer, a professional soccer team in a, in a locker room oh, yeah. in the next episode, Yeah, especially the stuff they bring up in the last, like, I, I, I didn't need that scene uh-huh. and it served nothing. Yeah. And let me tell you, I know we're trying to talk about toxic masculinity. And there's right. no need for it. And I agree. Right. But like premier league soccer guys are the last uh, football players, the last pe- people I want to be hearing talk about this. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. You're not, you're not wrong about that. Uh, yeah. The answer episode was fantastic. Uh, I thought the, I liked the episode with his mom, bring his mom into, uh, the fold. That was a really good one because yeah. she was really good, and then also the stuff with Jamie, Roy, and Keeley at Jamie's parents' house yeah. was really good. That was that was really really good. I liked that a lot. That was one of my favorite. I episodes. thought I thought 
one of the serious things I thought they handled well was when Sam's restaurant got attacked mm-hmm. and the whole team came and cleaned it up. Yeah, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That was, man, that was so good. And then Sam's dad come in the next episode. I thought that was really good, too. Yeah, he, he was His fantastic. dad, man, what, what a great guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's been in. Uh, he's also in Sweet Tooth. If you've seen Sweet yeah. Tooth on Netflix, he's really good. He's yeah. also the voice of the green lettuce guy, the green pizza looking guy in uh, Mandalorian this past season. Yeah. So, uh, some things I didn't like. I was not a huge fan of the in the episode. I guess it was the same episode as like the PSA stuff, uh, where Ted like sends his sends a, a PI to watch yeah. his life in Paris. That that just seemed really out of character. I didn't it like did. I didn't like that did. from him. Uh, but I just didn't like the fact that they uh, they drop so many storylines in this that they just never ever go back to. I mean, and most of them are involved Rebecca. Uh like for example yeah. with Rebecca they have the whole uh fortune tailor thing at the beginning and like all those like signs she gets with do they ever repay call any of those things? I mean, well, like, she ends up being the mother of the town. Okay. And well. she sees the pilot who has a daughter. Okay. Well, that's true. Okay. I just I didn't make that. They made make- sure to mention how you know, where the guys from the team thank her, the guys in the bar, like you're like our mother. So okay. I was like, uh, that was that was them. That, I just that didn't make that. I didn't make that connection. Yeah. I thought I didn't think they made that connection yeah. very well because I didn't pick so, up on that. Sam, let's just talk about him. Still one of my favorite characters. He protests Dubai Air in right. season two. No fallout from that. Right. Never brought up again. Right. His restaurant is. Damn near closing. <laughs> never brought up again. Yeah, never brought up again. Yeah. I like, like, there were multiple stuff of his that, like, why, why was, like, and I love Sam. One of, one of the best characters, man. You, right. That guy's smile alone, could, you know, could save the world. But, like, all these things they brought up. And then we just got to bring up the Keely and Jack relationship. Yeah, it was awful. Hands down the worst plot line. I don't know what they were even thinking with that. Right. I, I thought it was going to be interesting at first because I like uh, the character, the lady who plays her. I can't remember her name yeah. off the top of my head. Uh, it's uh, just... Belfour. Jody Belfour. I, I, yeah, Jody Belfour. Thank you. And I don't think... I thought she was fine as the actor. Not uh, her fault. No, I don't think it was her fault. I don't think it was Juno Temple's fault. I just thought it was just a weird thing that they introduced and it just took Keely away completely from... Away from yeah. all the stuff that was going on with the rest of the season, and we don't really get her back with the rest of the team until until the very end of this thing, and it, yeah. it, it was just weird. Uh, but like I said, despite all that, I still love this show just because I, they yeah, most, yeah. it made me laugh most of the time. It made me cry on occasion. Uh, it made me tear up. I mean, there were things about it. Yeah. I mean, it hit so many different emotional notes, and I ended up liking it regardless. But. That like I said, it was a it was a weird final season. Uh, we get Nick Muhammad who comes back to the team. He starts off as as the as the kit manager again, and he ends up you know being the assistant coach to, to Roy as the thing comes to the end. But we'll talk about that in the, when we specifically talk about the finale. So yeah, and his his I liked a lot of people don't like his redemption arc. Now I will say this was a complaint I saw, and I agree with this. There were so many scenes done off camera mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that we hear about later. Right. Like the team had a meeting where they allowed uh, Nate back. Yeah. Like I, I would have liked to have seen that. that. I would have liked to have seen 
I would like to see Nick actually resign to Rupert. I would have liked to have seen that. We have we had no idea. We still have no clue why Roy and and Keeley ever broke up and what were the reasons. Well, I mean, I don't know. They they kind of hint that at the at the end with you know it felt like he, he was kind of being lured away by like when uh, his niece's teacher was he thought she was flirting with him. I think that like kind of made him realize that he wasn't as into Keeley as he once thought he was. I think that's kind of what they're hinting at. Uh, I don't know. The, Man, I, I didn't get that vibe because all of a sudden he wanted back with Keeley. Yeah, I know. But he, I think he realized the mistake that he made. And he realized that through his niece as well. I mean, that was another thing. Yeah. One of the best moments, I will say this. Uh, I don't remember which episode it was. It may have been that episode with the parents. I can't remember. But uh, the episode where... They're doing Uncle Roy Day or whatever it is with uh, his his niece and yeah, I think it was. And then Phil Dunster's character Jamie comes in and gives Roy a present, and it is Roy's uh, 2004 World Cup jersey or 2002 2006 yeah. World Cup jersey. That was an awesome moment. I absolutely love that. that. And when he says, "I changed the E to U," I was like. Even more perfect. <laughs> oh man, that was so great. Yeah. That was so good. That was a good. That was a good one. Yeah, that was just a fantastic moment. So, all right. So, uh, all right. Uh, anything else you want to say about some of the previous episodes where we talk about the finale? Um, there was very little soccer. Yeah, there was. That's fine. I'm fine with there being very little soccer. I mean, well, it was just weird. Like they're on a 16 game winning streak. Yeah, they're that's... on an eight game losing streak. And look. You know? the soccer most of the time was fine but sometimes we talked about this previously sometimes the soccer can be a little rough on this show so yeah so i was okay with them kind of like uh you know just kind of like dot dot dotting that i was kind of okay with that oh i will say i thought they did a good job with colin yeah they did a great job with they, colin. They, they, they nailed his storyline uh tr- adding trent Krim was the smartest thing they it was did. it was that, he brilliant. brought he was the best part of season three, probably. Yeah. Like him being in, involved in all the storylines, him with calling him with the Diamond Dogs was really good. I will say, Isaac going up into the stands and really we saw no consequences for that. Right. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, that's true. Like that guy could have started a ride. Oh, yeah, he could have. I know he was doing it for the right reason, but that's ne- there's never a right reason to go at the stands. No, there's not. And we saw no consequences for those actions. Yeah, you're correct about that, and that's probably one issue that they have that they don't they just kind of brush aside. And I don't know. I mean, they really the soccer side of this they really do like just basically say suspend your belief on a lot of stuff. That's one area where they do the suspension oh, yeah. belief. Uh, one thing I do know about uh, Premier League English Premier League soccer this this idea that a a you know at best middle tier team with middle tier budget and spending look it's you know we, both you and i are big huge college football fans and we are mm-hmm. we are a fan of a team that if we are you know it will take an immense amount we, we, of are, we are the richmond greyhounds <laughs> yeah, we are the richmond greyhounds uh you know if we ever see them win a national championship in football i will be shocked just be in our lifetime that will be the day i die uh yeah so like i said it, but in English Premier League, it's even worse because there are no drafts. You just go, whoever has the most money can go sign the biggest players. There's no draft to bring people in. Uh, it's not like our professional football leagues. So like I said, if they want somebody from another, if they want somebody who's just really special, they go they go sign them and they spend as much money as they possibly can. So the big, huge programs like Man City, like um, 
like uh, West Ham, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea yeah. yeah, all those all those big huge spenders. The, they win it every single year, and it's always their league to win. I mean, the only time that's the only time like in recent memory is Leicester City won in 2016, and that was like this complete total underdog story. That's been the only time in recent memory, just because of the way it sets up. So they ask you to suspend your belief in how the soccer stuff this works quite a bit. Absolutely, and I just I'm, I'm willing to just go with it. So I am too. I will say my anxiety went up a little bit this finale. As a football fan, if I found out the week of the championship that my team was doing a damn dance choreography <laughs> in prep of that week, I would lose my mind. Oh, I'm a pretty too. patient fan, fan to, as it goes. But if I found out, oh, they're in the locker room working on Sound of Music, <laughs> I would be pretty livid. If I found out my coach told everyone he was leaving the, you know, the week before the right. game, I'd probably be a little upset about that, right. you know. But that's me. I can be a little too much of a fan. <laughs> when I saw them doing that dance, I'm like, one, I think that should have been a a bonus thing for the. But when I saw that, was like, we're doing choreography the week of a game the day before. What are we doing? But hey, I will say this. I thought it would, in terms they of what this well. show is, it it worked really well. Uh, I know that's why I was like, you know, and you it's. Gotta, gotta give them their yeah it it goes in with the show it goes in with the show and it's perfect in just how this team responded to ted and how they treated him and how he treated them so it worked really well uh but like i said but yeah again that would never ever ever happen in a real uh competitive sport of any kind of any professional team even the great nick saban may get fired if he (laughs) lost the game that's right because of something like that you're correct so all right let's go ahead and talk about the actual finale then real quick all right, so let's talk about the finale and just some of the things that we saw in this. So we'll talk about the just the individual arcs. Uh, which character do you want to start with? Let's go. Let's go, Ted. All right, let's start with Ted then. All right, so Ted, obviously, he comes in to this show. He starts the entire show not knowing a thing about soccer. He was hired to lose because. Uh, uh, Rebecca's character wants that's what she wants she wants to basically poke at her uh, former husband and like just ruin the thing that he loved the most and by the time this thing is over he has become like a guru almost to the team I know. Uh, he has taken them to second place in the English Premier League and if you're wondering at home no the English Premier League does not do playoffs it is just whoever is at the top of the standings at the end of the season they are the winner because that one thing I was like do they not do playoffs no they don't apparently yeah. so I looked that up uh, but he takes them to second place uh, which is as far as they could have possibly have gone uh, just overall thoughts on his arc and just in terms of who he was as a person who he was as a coach what do you think Man, what a just a fantastic character. They teased the Rebecca Ted thing yes. at the beginning of this. I I thought it was funny because I know so many people love that and yes. really wanted it, but I kind of felt that was a disservice to the fans a little bit cuz some people wanted that so bad and that was such a like a poke at them, you know. I didn't I never felt that way. I thought it was great. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be real. No, honest I never with felt you. that they were going to get together. I oh, I know, I didn't either. I didn't either. I never thought they were. I know, I, I know a lot of people do. I don't know and I've never understood that. I, there is nothing 
There yeah. is no, is there chemistry between the two of them? Yes. There is a mutual respect and a love just as people, as friends for each other. I always got right. that. I never got that they, the two of them thought there was anything between them. I never thought that. And like I said, I personally don't have a problem with them doing that. And I know a lot of people got mad at them for doing that. They thought that it's cruel yeah. that we wanted this and you teased us. Yeah. You were st- I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. You, if you that was you, you were stupid to sit there and think that it was. There was nothing in the show that was suggesting that these two characters were ever going to be romantically involved. And like, at some point, you need to be called out for that because there was nothing to suggest. If there was, if there was a lot of like googly eyes and stuff between the two of them, and there were these moments where they almost kissed or something like that, yeah, I can see where you would get that. You're just making stuff up because you just like two characters. And like I said, that's not. Well. I don't know. In their defense, <laughs> this show has put a lot of characters together know, just out true. of nowhere. Can I say Rebecca and Rebecca Sam, and Sam, Jack yeah. and Keely, you know, some others. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm. No, it's not. So, but I'm with you on that. But uh, I thought Ted really ended well, man. Like, he made such an impact. Right. And, like, we're going back and watching season one, and I really would recommend it for anyone. Right. Like, you really see, like, even at the beginning of the sprinkles of what he's doing, you know, to everyone, how much he's changed everyone for right. the better. And they really do a good job of showing, like, like the believe sign. Yeah. When they put that out, like, Jamie grabs the book that, like, Ted had given him right. in the first season. Like, there's all that and that believe sign that was That's just awesome. yeah. phenomenal. I did think it was a little weird. Let's talk about it now where he's on the plane and then you show what happens to everyone and it looks like a dream. It looks like now, a dream. Granted, Brendan Hunt did an AMA where he said, no, that's what really happened. Right. That is confusing and that, that was poorly done because you should have shown Ted wake up and then done that yeah. flashback. It wasn't going to look that way. Well, one, I, thought, I, I had a lot of issues about that because I was – one, it looks horrible. <laughs> the, the, it, yeah. That is one of the worst shot scenes of the entire show. I mean, it looked bad. It did. It looked yeah. really bad. But I was okay with it because I thought, well, this is a dream. So this yeah, is. Yeah, I saw you get into it on Twitter <laughs> with somebody. I was like, it's a dream. It's a dream. What's the? Why are we getting upset about that? But if it's not a dream, it looks awful. I mean, it changes yeah. my total outlook on how that entire thing. Right. Uh, so there's that. But I know. Uh, Brendan Hunt says in that, and then asked me anything thing that he did on Reddit, where he says, uh, you know, this is, you know, because people ask, well, if that was real, then why wasn't Ted there? And he's like, oh, Ted was doing his own thing, and, you know, this is what adult. I get that. Yeah, this is true that if there's a time when adults are doing things and they can't make it to a wedding, that would definitely be the case. Ted would be at his wedding. I think so, too. They would have been... He would not only be at his wedding, he'd be his best man at his wedding. I I agree, man. That one one didn't make sense. It didn't. So, getting back to, like, the the Ted stuff of it, I thought the scenes with him and Rebecca were just... Phenomenal. So good. Man, you could see, like... Hannah Waddingham was really crying. Mm -hmm. I I really believe those were her real tears. She knows how, like... She was about to get out of acting. Oh, was she really? Yes, because she has a small child, and right. she was she was still stay in London. Thank God this happened. Her right. kids growing up, but like uh, you could just see the real emotion, man. And and I thought that the scenes with them were were phenomenal. We got the Nate scene. 
with Ted and Nate, yes. and they did not say a lot, but my God, they said so much. I, I was I, I was tearing up. There were multiple times I saw my wife just start grabbing tissues, and that was one <laughs> of them. And like, uh, you know, and I, even I was like the heartless person I am. I was like, what is this water <laughs> in the end of my eyes? But you know, watching two men. You know, I, and I'm saying this as a man that has trouble, you know, expressing his feelings from time to time. Two men just tell each other that they're sorry and they love each other. Right. It's it's a beautiful thing when we actually do it, guys. It was. It was. It was absolutely beautiful. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I, I, and was, I, thought, I thought they robbed us of him really telling the team that he was leaving and their response. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm not happy with that decision. Yeah, we should have seen we should have seen that on on screen. They did not put that on screen for whatever reason. So, so that was one of the 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 things about that they didn't show uh, that I'm upset about. But overall, Ted Lasso had a lasting impact of that town. Those everyone he came in contact right. in that area, and so bravo, Mr. Jason Sudeikis and the character of Ted Lasso. Yeah. All right. So uh, you want to go to you want to go to next. Uh, should we do Rebecca since we've talked about her? Yeah, let's do Rebecca. All right, so Rebecca has a huge arc in this. She starts off just being controlled by her bitterness and her hatred towards her her ex husband, and rightfully so. Yeah. She's he's he's a horrible person. Uh, and let me say, the first season, she I forgot how mean she was. Oh yeah, she's, she's horrible. Mean. Yeah, she was absolutely horrible until about the fifth episode when she's yeah. just overtaken by Ted. Yeah. Finally, gets to her and she's just kind of overtaken right. by it. Um. Uh, so she starts off that way and she's just broke, broken by Ted and she's eventually is, you know, his biggest fan, his biggest supporter. She says, I will sell 49% of my team so I can make you the highest paid coach in English premier league oh, uh, just to keep you. Uh, and she, she knew when she asked him that she's like, it doesn't matter. It's, she knew he was going to yeah. leave anyway. Uh, all right. So what are your thoughts on, on Rebecca uh, played by Hannah Waddingham? Hannah Waddingham just a female we're gonna be seeing so much of her moving forward because i always see that she's being signed up for a lot of stuff i can't wait to see i think she may be the biggest star after this show yeah she could be uh, I, I, she is the most talent for sure yeah i, uh, I think so I, it's a possibility yeah i like i just i like where she ended man she was in a good place she wasn't like even though she knew what happened to Rupert, she didn't want to talk about Rupert even right. more, even to Higgins and Keeley when right. they asked about it. And, like, you know, she she saw the pilot again, so that was nice But um, at the end. But I, I like where she ended because she was such a villain. And then at the end, she loved being the mother of the team. She loved being over the team. Right. And just everything about her. I, she may have had the best arc. Yeah, that, and, I think it's a very know, good argument for that. And shout out to Harriet Walker, the great, the great actress, the go-to for bad moms yes. <laughs> on, on series finale. What a week she had. Yeah, no. And being a terrible mom on Ted Lasso as well. Uh, yeah, she, look, Anna Waddingham was fantastic. She was absolutely wonderful. She, she just grew on you as a character because yeah. I, I when. I didn't know how they would handle when she finally revealed to Ted that she was she brought him there because she wanted him to fail and just the way that and that that was kind of like the ultimate cementing of what this show was going to be. They weren't going to be the show that you know because most characters he would have walked out that moment you know never would have forgiven her. There would have been a lot, yeah. there would have been a lot of this tension. He's he immediately just like 
it's fine. It's 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 it is. It's what it it's what it is. I don't remember what I don't remember the scene just perfectly well. I do remember him like telling her it was okay. It's she that he forgave her uh, and like he was where he was supposed to be. So like I said, just really good stuff uh, all around. Uh, shall we do Roy Kent next? Let's do Roy Kent. All right. So Roy. <laughs> Obviously, starts off this. He's actually a player on in the first season. If you don't remember, uh, he was the actual player on the team. Was not happy to have Ted there at all to begin God, with. No. Uh, kind of finally, finally, kind of gets broken by the time he's the first one who starts buying. Well, I would say Sam and then him are the first ones to start buying in. Yeah, so he starts to buy in, and you know, it's kind of he's still kind of reluctant about the way that he buys in. Yeah. Uh, he has this arc in season two where he goes off to be a commentator before he joins the staff uh never wants to be a diamond dog until the very end and he finally joins oh, the diamond dog. That, that was one of the best scenes it really was uh but uh you know and he's just trying to be a better person this is kind of what he's this is kind of what his arc in, for the entire for the entire show involves he just wants to be a better version of himself. a lot of it is because of ted uh what do you think about brett goldstein and his role as roy Brett Goldstein, I think, is another person who will be our be in our lives for a long time. And I saw something today that pretty much hinted he's probably going to be on Shrinking next season. Oh, is he really? Ah, I can't yeah. that. Yeah, because I was happy about that. I will say he's involved in the storyline that I absolutely hated. The Roy Keeley Jamie thing. Yeah. It made me angry because Roy... The way he acted multiple times, like he was upset about the Keeley video thing, yeah. which was not in his character before then. Right. And then him and Jamie, like Jamie all of a sudden is interested again in Keeley. Right. I guess he sort of was. I don't know. They they hinted that Roy and Keeley were back together multiple times. Right, and they never were. And then, all, and then they weren't. And then we have this just ridiculous scene of them going to her house. And having the fight, I can't see men doing that. Right. Like, they would never speak to each other. If I fought one of my friends over a woman, we would never speak. Yeah, it was a weird scene. I will say this. The only thing I did like about that was it allowed Keely to finally tell, basically make decisions about who she was going to be with on her own when she says, when they say, you know, who are you going to choose, me or him? And she says, I choose me. That's the only part of that that I liked. And I, I agree, but they... The Roy Keeley thing, which starts their love affair, starts right. in the middle of the first season. Right. It was set up for them to be together. Everyone wanted it. Right. I don't. I don't understand. And like I said, my biggest issue. I love Keeley as independent woman and and uh, a bad a, but like there was nothing in his character for him to act the way he did multiple times a season. That was not the way he acted oh, no. before. Yeah. So I, I was just disappointed in that. I love what happened to Roy Kent where he wanted that scene where he joins the diamond dogs and wants to be a better person. Right. And like, I, let me find the thing Higgins says, man. I thought, man, what a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah. That was say. a wonderful line. I can't remember exactly what it was that he I, said. I wrote it down. Let me see. Uh, I'll find it. But, like, it was just, man, that that was uh, – human beings are never going to be perfect, Roy. The best we can do is to keep asking for help and accepting it when we can. If we keep doing that, you are always moving to be better. Yeah, that was, like, it was a it, wonderful line. Mm-hmm. That was – yeah. You know, um, and I agree with what they were talking about. Trent, Trent Krem does have perfect hair, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's me. Knows. It's me, Mitchell. But like, I like how Roy ended. Besides, the, besides the Keeley stuff, I like 
you know, he, he was better. He felt like he was a better person. He was the coach. He had more confidence in the other part of his life. Cause right. that kind of was, you know, in the first season was one of the reasons you fell in love with Roy Kent. Cause he didn't know who he was with not being in football. Right. And like, at the end, you felt good for him that he was in a better place, even though he didn't have the love of his life. I don't like that. I'm <laughs> making that clear. But still, he was in a better place. He has his niece. He has his family. And, and he's, he, he's the coach. And, uh, you know, I think that's good. Let me say one more thing about the Roy Keeley Jamie thing. This is one of the things that I have to keep telling myself, too. I still think at Apple and someone believes there's going to be more to this. Okay. So I think some of this is being left open because they're coming back at some point in some some yeah. version. So I think that may be why they, they kind of added this trifecta, tr- what is it called? A throttle yeah. Yeah, yeah, thing, because I think that may be bringing up in the Richmond way or whatever the sequel is going to be called. Yeah. I, th- I think you're right about that. Sorry. If you heard them uh, weird things on my end, I had a cramp all of a sudden. There, so I was trying oh. to like, yeah, do you think I'm right that, that Apple's going to convince, I don't think Sudeikis will not be back. Yeah. And Ted Lasso will not be back. Ted Lasso, the show is done uh, because the Sudeikis is not coming back. And you can't have Ted Lasso without actually having Ted Lasso. Yeah. But there, there's going to be a spinoff. There's going to be something where they keep some of these characters or a lot of these characters. I don't know how big yeah. it will be, but you've there got. There could be multiple spinoffs. That women's team. Oh, yeah. You could have the women's team. That, that's a possibility. You could, like I said, I mean, there's something that with. With either Coach Beard or Roy Kent or Keeley and yeah. Jamie, uh, there's something there that for yeah. them that they're going to eventually explore. I just don't know when they're going to do it. So, but yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So, what did you think about Roy as I rambled on? He's one of my favorite characters of all time. Uh, yeah, I mean, he all-time character. He every time <clears throat> he is on screen, it I'm just on pins and needles just waiting to see what he's about to do uh every time he says f (laughs) it's just fantastic it's 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 almost it's like they use it in succession but they use it in such a comedic tone here in this show it's just absolutely fantastic uh like i said He's one of my favorites. Brett Goldstein is amazing. He's an amazing writer because he writes a lot of these things. Uh, I just, I can't get enough of Roy Kent. I I don't know if they will ever actually use his Hercules character in the MCU, but I hope they do because I can't wait to see him. Uh, Like I said, lots of, I just, I love Brett Goldstein and love Roy Kent. He's one of my favorites of all time. So, all right. uh, Let's kind of hit some of these uh, quite a bit. So we kind of talked about Keeley and uh, Jamie. So let's just kind of pick up with them. Just overall thoughts on both of them. Well, you got to give Jamie Tart the he had the most change of any character. Yeah, he did. Like he was a horrible human being. Yes, he was. First, you know, the first season. Then at the end, you find out why because right. his dad made him that way. And then, like, he had just such a change, man. Phil Dunster probably doesn't get enough credit for how good of a no. job he did. Just a hilarious character, a guy with a lot of heart, a guy who ended up being a great player and a great team player. Yeah. So I really love what they did with Jamie, besides that, the throttle thing. I, I really love. You know, and then he, him, and his dad had uh, reconnected at the end. It looked like his dad was in rehab and was doing well. Yeah. So happy about that. Keeley was the biggest miss this season, just because I like the PR firm. I like the I, I like the idea of a PR firm. Mm-hmm. I like Barbara, but the stuff with Jack 
her being away from the team. Right. It was just a big miss. Uh, I like the idea of her leading a women's team. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I like that and, as well. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, you know, I, I think they really, they really did her no favors, and I hate that because Juno Temple as Keeley, uh, just a, just a phenomenal performance in the first two seasons. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Look, the the to me, the defining moment for Jamie Tart was. When they did the episode where all the players go off to play for their, for their international teams and uh, Sam gets snubbed. And let's just talk about real quick. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Sam Richardson, his little his little cameo or for a week where yeah. he, uh, he, did, he did two episodes where he's like this uh, Nigerian billionaire and he's getting his league together. Like I said, Sam Richardson yeah. was fantastic in, in that role. Uh, but anyway, uh, but when Jamie Tart like goes and makes his, his debut for the English national team, he's wearing Sam's number as uh, just kind of a, 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 a nod to him because he was snubbed off of the Nigerian team. Just yeah. like I said, that to me was just like perfect for him. But you're right about Keely. Well, Go ahead. I, I was going to say, there are two more callbacks to Jamie from the first season that they did a really good job when when Nate was carrying around the to the donations. Uh-huh. Uh Jamie puts in more money than he was supposed to in the first season. He just stuck in gum. Oh yeah, and right. like yeah. and like Nate looked at him like, oh man, good for you. And then also when Nate saw that Roy and Jamie were now friends, uh, he was like, oh my god, y'all are friends. And he, and he was like, yeah, we are. And he was like, that's so wonderful. And, and Jamie was like, it is. <laughs> so I was like, how nice. Like the, the Jamie Roy friendship really became such a such a nice thing, it a is. nice addition in season three. Yeah, it really did. But, yeah. but so go back to your thoughts on Keeley. Yeah, Keeley, it's, what you said is, is correct. I mean, I don't get what – I'm sure they had something more in mind than what they did. Uh, but taking her away, putting her in that relationship with Jack – it was just confusing from the get-go. Uh, I don't know what they were trying to do, but yeah. And I, like I said, it just never made sense. And I'm sure they had something in mind, but I, I never could understand it. So, whatever. I mean, it. Like I said, I still loved the character. I still loved Juno Temple. I thought I loved the character at the end. I thought that was great. That they let her make her own yeah. choice, but she needed to be more involved with the central story than she actually was. So, um, all right, let's take a look at who else do we look at? Um, all right. Obviously like, go go ahead. I was going to say Nate. Yeah. Nate needs to be, we need to talk about Nate. So Nate's story is, it's probably the most interesting to me just because he starts off as a kit manager uh, to begin with. Uh, but he obviously knows the sport and in that first season, he knew the team. That was the other thing I'd forgotten how much he had, he understood the players and what the, like he was very observant. That was what Ted and beard like got from him early on. Right. So they, so he's on the team as kit manager. He understands the game. He understands the players. And at some point, I don't remember exactly when it takes place, but I guess it was that towards the end of season one, uh, Ted realizes that he's a valuable member and actually brings yeah. the kit manager onto the onto the coaching staff. Which again, this is where they ask you to suspend a lot of a lot of your belief yeah. because if that had happened in an English Premier League soccer team, riots <laughs> would have occurred to yeah, say the least. Right, right, uh, yeah. But he starts to and he starts to get once that happens. His ego starts to grow, and he starts to grow during the second season. And there's these this moment between the two of them where Ted misunderstands something. I don't remember exactly how it is, but 
Nate just starts to hate Ted uh, because he doesn't believe he's getting the credit that he deserves. Uh, he he's gets the wonder kid. he's the wonder kid, and you know because Ted's dealing with all these things on these these issues, he goes off to be with West Ham, and then you know they start to put in there pretty early in season three. Like he's already regretting this. Like he he didn't yeah. like the way that he, things ended, which I was thankful for. I was I was afraid they were going to make him kind of this hard and bitter character throughout most of season three before he finally started to break that down but it's obvious from the beginning that he didn't like the way things ended and it takes rupert kind of showing who he is uh there towards the end of the season before he finally leaves and that's another thing i hated i didn't like the fact that we didn't get to see that on screen uh where he actually hands in his resignation but he's obviously dealing with some stuff and he ends up back on the coaching staff loved his arc like i said thought it was interesting uh I do question not showing us the moment where he resigns on the screen, but outside of yeah. that, I thought it was great. I thought Nick Muhammad, you know, just a strong actor, one of the best ones on right. the show. Like he can do a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, I do think they robbed us of a couple of scenes, but man, if there was anyone, how can you not root for Nate Shelley? Yeah. And I was so him being back, especially the diamond dog scene. Yes. When he gets invited back and he jumps up on the, on the ledge yeah. that was what he would do in the first season right so it was so nice to have him back and the excitement on his face when he got to tell ted he has a girlfriend yes. i was man that warmed my heart and again their scene of uh you know like their him telling ted i'm sorry man it was just beautiful also when they were doing the believe sign when the right. players are getting it together ted and nate were looking at each other like with excitement yeah and like that that made it good and then also you know Ted kept going back to Nate during the game as well, mm-hmm. so it was it was just it felt right having him back in the mix. Yeah, it did. It absolutely did. So, uh, anybody else you want to talk? I mean, the rest of the team. I mean, there's obviously Sam. Yeah. There's Colin. Uh, we talked. We kind of talked about some of them a lot. I mean, Sam. Yeah. We talked about he was one of our favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, oh, I talk- tell you what was a miss: not having Trent Krem read the narration at the end. Yeah, that's true. He he should have done that. He absolutely should have done that. I mean, his I addition, can't believe we didn't have him reading part of that book at the end. I'm shocked by that. Yeah, they could have done something with that. I mean, I guess they were thinking maybe it's too long already because it was an hour and fifteen minutes that last episode. But uh, it it would have been nice to have at least a little something from him from that. Yeah, uh, uh, I'll tell you another thing. When you're talking about the rest of the team, I'm upset they robbed us of the after. Uh, victory party that they were supposed to have with the karaoke. That would have been that's true. Give us the we we've sat an hour and fifteen. Give us thirty seconds. Yeah, of that give us party. give us a couple more minutes of something from that party to say the least. So I, I'm with you on that. Uh, obviously, Coach Beard he has his he has his moment where he yeah. ends up getting married. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that I like that part. Of it. We already talked about just yeah the whole marriage scene in general. Uh, but I don't know. Like I said, his. I don't think I'm just never him getting married there just doesn't I, I'm glad that he found love uh, that was kind of the reason he gets off the plane to begin with I like yeah. the way that he gets off the plane thought that was that fantastic was hilarious. But, I thought the, the the beginning episode him and a thong was funny oh, as that was, well that was hilarious <laughs> that was absolutely hilarious I don't know it was like I said I, I liked well, what they did it was did funny with, he had the great one of the craziest arcs he barely speaks in the first few oh, yeah, episodes. He does. Yeah, you're right. He barely says a word. Uh, they bring like, him out it's, a in, more. it's it's in the Trent Krim Independent uh, episode where he starts talking more because he mentions uh, how much he likes Nate. He's like that kid has. Something. He says something like that kid has something, and like Ted's like, whoa. He's like, 
that means something when, right. when he sees, you know, when he's giving praise. So it was like, it was, and then at the end, man, they really, you know, got, you got to see all of Coach Beard and really Brendan Hunt's oh, yeah. personality, which was a, a real win. And uh, one of my favorite scenes from the entire uh, season this past season, when Roy Kent sh- uh, shucks off his responsibilities to take over for the uh, press conference to, yes. to Coach Beard was fantastic. <laughs> he was yeah. just like berating a reporter about uh, the best classical guitarist of all time. That yeah. was just fantastic. So, uh, Anything else we want to talk Let's do legacy of the show. So, Roy, yeah. what, is this, what is this show's legacy? Uh, look, because I think it's a very clear if it had only had one season it gets a little bit muddier when we talk about the entire thing. So what do you think? Yeah, I think, I think as time passes, I think people are going to go back and watch the first season. And I think they're going to remember the first season more, uh, more fondly. I do think, man, this show ended up getting a lot of hate. A lot. Uh, the whole Rebecca Ted group, people just hating it all, all over. You know, I don't think they did themselves some favors at times by, you know, taking some more serious stuff uh, and then just dropping it, you know, serious subjects and then dropping them. So I thought that was kind of like, it was like PSA of the week, like in the middle of the season. But I think people overreacted. People overreacted at the the length of the episode. Yeah, they did. Yeah, there were times that they were like, they were probably too long, but I never like was upset about it. Like right. people were just angry about it. I never understood it. But this was a, that was a result to me. The extended episode links they were trying to explore more of their characters than what they wanted to do. I mean, if they wanted to just stay single singularly about Ted, they would have stayed about thirty minutes. But right. the moment you decide to start exploring your other characters and giving them more time and start delving into who they were and what made them tick. That's when the episodes had to had to get longer because you still had to do all the stuff with Ted, but you still had to do, now you're doing stuff with Roy, now you're doing stuff with uh, Rebecca, now you're doing stuff with Jamie, right? And it just made it's, it was going to naturally make the episodes longer. Now th- this is going to be the thing that I think we end up asking ourselves that as we go throughout the course of history about this show: was that the right call to explore those characters? And maybe f- technically and in terms of overall quality probably not but just yeah. in terms of sheer joy that those characters brought me i'm not I, i'm not i'm glad they did yeah yeah i'm i'm with you i think as the as the show we get away from it we will look back more fondly having ted lasso in this universe in our life is a good thing like yeah. you talked about just preaching about kindness and empathy and forgiving people right. and, and trying to be a better person. Like hearing that message week to week, mm-hmm. God knows I need it right. every week. You know, so like I'm going to miss this show. I'm glad we still have shrinking, which right. has a little bit of this. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I do think as we get farther away, I think the legacy of the show is going to be more positive. And also I think the actors in the show are going to take off and that's going to make the legacy even more impactful. Yeah. I'm really excited. I will. I can't wait to see what Jason Sudeikis, the one like actual star before the show. What's he going to do yeah. next? I don't know. I can't wait to see. Now, I will tell you, Jason. I would recommend getting a showrunner uh, again yeah. <laughs> if you have a show. Don't do this all yourself. No, you don't kill yourself. Yeah. There's, there's no sense in that. Uh, but like, I can't wait to see what what everyone does. But. Uh, you know, I look fondly on the show. Like you said, they're they're definitely nitpicks, and we point them out. But overall, my my lasting 
legacy of the show will be enjoyment. And I just can't wait to see what everyone does next. And I'll tell you what, when this show ended, I, my wife and both of them are like, I need a season four. Don't stop this. There's no right. reason to stop this. Yeah, they'll, they will. I mean, it's going to go, like I said, it's not going to end up being dead last, but there will be something else from this cast of characters that will come so, out. I don't know if they'll. Give us the team. Call it the Richmond way. Oh, yeah, call it Go the back way. to a 30-minute season one format. Right. Thank you. And figure out who you want this to be about and like, kind of stick to yeah. them. So. Yep. I'm with you on that. I, my personal – you kind of summed it up for me as well. I think the show – look, I'm just so happy to have a show that focuses yeah. on kindness in today's world because our world today mm-hmm. does not value kindness at all. No, I not mean, at all. Uh, look – our generation specifically gen x we kind of tend to value like we think being an asshole is important we we have failed the generations there are times i'm going to be honest i'm embarrassed of our generation luckily jason sudeikis and hannah waddingham are in this generation trying to make us better yeah (laughs) one of the best things about one of the best quotes he's ever given about this show was when he was doing an SNL, uh, mon- he's doing an SNL monologue when he was asked to come host it after uh, the show got found its popularity. And he said, "The show is about two things that Americans hate: kindness and soccer." Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's basically what it's about. So, and like I said, I- I'm glad that we have it. So, all right, do we want to do our awards? Yeah. All right, let's do some awards. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we wrap up a movie or a television show, we are going to give out six awards that are based on the six characters of Friends. Up first, we have the Rachel, the star of the show. Who are you getting your Rachel to? Uh, it's got to be Ted. And I'm throwing Rebecca in there. If Rebecca wasn't as good as she was, right. I don't think this show works as well. Yeah. So shout out uh, Jason Sudeikis and Hanning Wanningham. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm with you on there. I didn't put I didn't put her on mine, but I'll go ahead and throw her in as well. But obviously, it's it's Jason Sudeikis as Ted. But I'll go ahead and throw Hannah and Waddingham in there as well. So, uh, the Joey, a character you just love, it's not the star, but somebody you just enjoyed watching. Who's your Joey? I went with Roy, Nate, and Trent Krem, who I thought was the MVP of season three. Yeah, he, he definitely was. Uh, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, I didn't put Roy here. I put him somewhere else. Uh, but I'm definitely with you on those. So who are you going? Uh, let's go to the Chandler. Who is your Chandler? I went with Beard, Jamie. And a person we haven't mentioned enough, Higgins. Uh, Higgins is very funny as well. Yeah, I didn't put Higgins anywhere, but you're you're right. He he's, he's funny when he's on screen. But this is where I put Coach Beard, and this is where I put Roy. I thought they were just they're yeah. they're, they're funny every yeah. time they're on screen. It is just fantastic. I agree. Yeah, you really could put Roy in about every category. You really well, could. Rachel, Joey, Chandler. Yeah. You you really could. He's just a fantastic character. Yeah. Uh, the Phoebe, the oddball of the bunch. Who are you going with? I went with Keeley because they didn't know what to do with her. Yeah, especially especially this last season. Uh, I I agree with you on that one. So, uh, the Monica, just an important character, a character who's kind of like the glue of the show. Who's you going with? I went with the team of Sam, Isaac, Dan, uh, Donny, uh, Danny, Danny, Colin, and uh, Zorro. Okay, I, I'm good with that. I, I, this is also where I threw Trent Cram in, uh, but I, I kind of like him where you, where you had him. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the team is kind of it's they're the backbone, kinda, man. Yeah, th- that that's who they are. I mean, that's just what they're 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 there for. Uh, just kind of give that that glue for the entire show. So, uh, thank you, Ro- Danny Rojas. We haven't <laughs> thank you enough. Uh, the Ross, your least favorite character. Uh, it's 
it's got to be freaking Rupert, yeah, the Rupert. man himself, wearing a black cape. Yes, I know. <laughs> I will say the only th- one of the things I did not like about the finale, I did not like him actually coming onto the field and punching the coach. I, I yeah, thought that, that was, was I thought that was a little too over the top. I'm like, I'm all for suspending your belief and you know, you know, doing whatever you have to to make the, the show work. But I mean, I could even believe the coach's balls are hanging out. <laughs> yeah, no shorts, it's, it's but no shorts, I, right? But, but, but the, the owner coming out and punching him? I mean, Jerry Jones would even do something no, like that. No, he would not. So, like I said, I, I had a little issue with that. But Rupert, he's easily the most like. One thing I do like about the way that they treated the character, though, there were times when they tried to make you think that he wasn't that awful of a person. Uh, they did, man. Even even the episode with the one with uh, Sam Richardson, yeah. he he was nice to Rebecca. Right. And But then they would always have that moment where you're like, oh, no, this is who he really know, is. He's a villain. He's yeah. an absolute villain. So, all right, rating time here on the Main Attraction Podcast. We have a five-tier rating system. At the top of our list is the Succession, which is our new standard for how we uh, rate things here on the Main Attraction Podcast. So, at the top of our list is the Succession. Beneath Succession is Lost. Middle of the Road Force is Friends. Beneath the Friends is Full House, and bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. What are you going with? Man, I'm t- I was I'm torn on this because, and I actually went to my friends who sometimes listen to the pods. So shout out to Clayton, Andrew, Parker, people. I was like, man, what do you think? I think season three is a is a loss. Right. I mean, you know, I I think that's for sure. First season, full on, get a succession. One of the best seasons. The overall series, I can't. Um, it, it's really a 4.5, but I love this show, right. so it's kind of succession, so that's where I'm torn. You know, season two and three just weren't as good and didn't live up to the hype of season one, but overall, I still love this show, so I'm saying succession for uh, overall series succession, you know, season four, loss. Yeah, uh, for me, look... You're right. The the third season, second season aren't as good. They're probably lost, and probably for that very reason, I should call this a loss because most of it was a uh, loss. But I still love the show. I mean, it, like I, I said, know. it's still one of my favorite shows of all time. It, it gets you right here. It, it does, and that's exactly what it is. It gets it. It hits me where I wanted to hit me every single time. It's just so. It's I, I just came away. Doesn't matter what my day had been like. Whenever I came home to this show and turned it on i felt much better about myself my i had a smile on my face things were life looked better and for that i will always be grateful for this show and i will always love the show and that's the reason i keep it as succession i don't like the fact they released it in march going up against succession specifically Boy, that was a huge mistake yeah i wish they had released it in the summer like they had done previous years i'm sure that's an emmy thing where they wanted to get uh emmy's all the Emmy nominations, because it's going to probably win a bunch, even though I don't think it's as good as some of the other stuff that, well, it's a comedy, so it's a little bit different. But, yeah. It's I'm, got more competition now than it did before. It may not be winning. Right. So, but the, Some of the, the actors might. Well, the last season, I can't, I'd be surprised if it doesn't win the last season. I'll just be off where yeah. they will. So. Yeah. But, like I said, I, I don't know. I mean, in terms of, is it as good as it was? No. But Personally, to me, I, like I said, I always felt better about myself when I watched it. I yeah, always felt like I the agree. world was a better place after I watched it. And for that very reason alone, I do give it a Game of Thrones. So. Having, I mean, sorry, Ted Lasso, having Ted Lasso in our life is a good thing. Yes, it's it something is. that we, we should all be thankful for. 
And I hope that there will be other shows that are made like this. Uh, like I said, yeah, including the Richmond way. That's Just right. give it to me. I want it. <laughs> yeah, I know too. Uh, it's like I said, I, you mentioned, I'm kind of glad that we have shrinking because it's kind of in the yeah. same mold. So, all right. Same mold. It's Brett Goldstein well, yeah. and uh, <laughs> Bill Lawrence. And Bill Lawrence, <laughs> who was not in the third season. Yeah. If you want to talk about some of the problems. Well, that, you, you may have a point there because that's right. He, he doesn't do a lot of the writing on the third season. I guess he's writing. Uh, well, he was the showrunner the first two seasons. Oh, yeah, he Sudeikis was. Sudeikis took it over. He, yeah. wasn't, he was barely involved. I think it shows. Yeah, I think it does too. So, All right. So, uh, before we sign off for the week, we do want to send, send our listeners some things that we are looking forward to as they're coming up. So what you got this week? Uh, we talked about this. I, we've talked a lot tonight about all kinds of stuff uh, on different pods, so I'm not yes. sure. But at some point, you and I discussed The Bear is coming out yeah, June is. 22nd, and they're dropping all episodes. Again, so thankful. So I was very happy about that because that's what really made The Bear Season 1 even better. Because you would watch, you're like, God, where are they going with right. this? You never know. And then you would keep watching. Because like, I think you and I both talked about, like, we finished this, like, in a day or two. Yeah, like, it took it me, like, two days. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm excited about that. June 22nd, The Bear. Also, uh, Extraction 2. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. The action movie with Chris Hemsworth. It comes out June 16th. I like the first one. I thought I it was that fantastic. Was I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So June 16th, Extraction 2, The Fallen Weekend, The Bear Season 2, dropping all episodes. Uh, I got a couple things I'm looking forward to. I'm one, look, I'm not going to watch either of these in theaters just because money is tight. But uh, So you want to try to figure you know, basically uh, parse these things out as much as possible can so uh we got transformers the rise of the uh the rise of the beast uh which is beast wars or whatever you want to call it yeah i will catch that whenever it comes I call out it boring yeah do what <laughs> i said i call it boring <laughs> uh look the, i did not like the transformers under michael bay i did yeah, not i thought it was yeah. i thought it was terrible i love bumblebee bumblebee was fantastic i thought that's kind of what the transformer movies should have always been and I thought this trailer looks good. Yeah, and I think getting it away from Michael Bay was the best thing that could have happened to it. I feel like, and I'm pretty sure the same people who did Bumblebee are the ones doing this one. So I'm excited about it. I'm not excited enough about it to go spend money on it in theaters because I do have a little bit of PTSD in terms of the previous Transformer movies. Yeah. Uh, so whenever it comes out on, I guess, uh, Paramount, I think Paramount does the Transformer movies, if I'm not mistaken. Whatever streaming service it eventually comes out on, I will check it out then. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but we saw a new trailer for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I'm a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. Not big enough to... Look, this looks more like a kid's movie. This is not going to be like Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, but nevertheless, I love the Turtles. Uh, every time I play a game online, my uh, username is Turtle Power 5 They were a huge part of my childhood. Uh, and the movies, this movie looks good. It's got Jackie Chan as Splinter. Uh, and like I said, the animation looks... Seth looks, Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are yeah, behind it, right? They're behind it. So, like I said, I feel like it will still be pretty funny from that, if it's coming from those two guys because I can't... Seth Rogen is going to do Seth Rogen things, no yeah, matter how yeah. no matter how hard you try to restrict him, he's going to try to do it. So I'm looking forward to it. The tr- the new trailer looks really good, and there there's not an ounce of Shredder to be seen, which is interesting to me that they're going with a different villain. So uh, like I said, so that looks interesting. But I'm looking forward to it. So uh, outside of that, I can't think of anything else. Anything else you want to add? I appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.